Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bessas Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 281. We're going to talk about the importance of trust in marriage. And very often what happens is, is pre-marriage, or because of people's childhoods, teenage years, experiences, people have trouble trusting, even when there's no reason not to trust. We're not going to talk about in this year about when serious violations of trust happened in the marriage, whether it's infidelity or some serious issues like that, or addictions and things like that, where uh, there is a real strong reason not to trust the spouse in a particular area where they're having that problem. We're not going to talk about that right now. We're talking about, in general, about regular, flawed, normal human beings that do not have a major addiction problem or, uh, you know, or, or things like that. And very often what happens is, is that even if there is no reason not to trust each other or to not to work on trusting each other, they don't. And they don't trust each other and that creates a deterioration in the marriage. And very often it's not because your spouse is not trustworthy, but because you have trouble experiences from the past that holds you back from trusting. And sometimes it's people's personality. Some people, Beteva, have a low propensity to trust people. They're by inborn skeptical. They're, they're inborn. They have a cynical mind. Um, they just don't trust easy. And doesn't necessarily come from having a bad, bad parenting or bad experience in the past. But rather, Beteva, or culturally, they just have that more cynical, distrustful mind about themselves. They have a mahalach of that um, personality. And they need to know, they need to work on that um, to, in order to have a normal, healthy relationship in marriage or in life. The truth is in life in general with many people. Sometimes people are, when they don't trust, it's because they have a certain more paranoid or more anxious. It comes from anxiety and they need to work on it through therapy, through Torah-guided, um, you know, hadracha, to overcome unhealthy paranoia or an unhealthy anxiousness to cause you to trust a little more. Sometimes a lack of trust could come because of the not willingness to give up control. You think you could do things correctly, therefore I have to do it myself. But the truth is, one cannot control love. One cannot control a relationship and a marriage. One cannot control another person. And when you're not willing to give up control, you become suspicious and you become jealous. Another aspect of also what causes people not to trust one another is unrealistic expectations um, that we build for ourselves. We think this high expectations of what people see in the movies, uh, you know, and... and um, you know, that you always put your spouse as a priority and you expect that your spouse doesn't ha- can't have a life on their own and you mistrust them when they have a life of their own. Very often it's past hurts when you trusted a person, whether an employee, whether employer, whether a, 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 a Rebbe even or a teacher, another person in your life in the past, a parent, and you got burnt or you got deeply hurt by them and that holds you back from trusting in the current situation you're in with your own spouse. Very often, it's caused mistrust, caused, is caused by possessiveness, um, jealousy, 
Um, sometimes when you're unusually jealous in the early part of a relationship, uh, if, if you find that appealing because, hey, they're, you know, they're jealous. That means they really care about me. But in reality, it's not the case. In reality, they don't care. In reality, it's just a matter of wanting to be controlling and be possessive, which is not healthy. Um, they want to control your life, and basically that's what happens. So if you have a situation where one of the spouses tries to, con- to control the other person, whether, you know, whether husband to wife or wife to husband, it makes no difference. To control your life and your decisions... It's a it's an unhealthy thing that has to be um, you know a stop has to be put to it, or in a situation where you don't want your spouse to have any other friends, you tell them you know outside of yourself, it's just you and no one else. And uh, for a person who has no other friends, other than the one spouse that they want to connect to, that is not a healthy thing. It could be very very exhausted, exhausting, and the spouse that um, can feel very resentful uh, if, uh, you know, you have friends, the other spouse has friends, uh, even talking about uh, in a kosher way, you know, regular f- ma- wife having her normal female friends and the husband being a loner and being possessive, being not having friends on, on his own, wants to totally be in control of his wife's uh, you know, affections and attentions, and he resents when she has a normal, healthy life outside, which is not healthy for him to be that possessive, and the same the other way around as well. So it's very important to build trust in a marriage. And I want to discuss now, spoke to someone, a hush of a person that brought this up, and it's a very important thing. And we have to explain the idea of trust in conjunction with the mitzvah of shalom, of keeping the peace that sometimes right? Sometimes you could change a, uh, a word or a saying or a thought in order to promote peace, similar to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did when he related to Avram that Asara said, I am old, when in reality Sarah said, my husband is old, and he changed it with Nedarke Shalim. But what's very important when you learn this Chazal and other Chazals about how not to, you know, how, to, how it's a mitzvah to be Meshanah and not always tell the truth, but it cannot go to an extreme. Sometimes, and as a matter of fact, probably most of the time, it is extremely important to be as truthful to one another as possible, even if there'll be a source of Agmas Nefesh by that truth-telling. An example, just an example, the wife bought a beautiful vase. Someone told me a hush of a person mentioned this as a mushal. It's a good mushal. A hush of a, a wife um, um, uh, bought a beautiful vase for flowers. Gorgeous. She just bought it. And the husband came home and he was learning by the table or whatever it is. He wasn't careful. And as he was getting up, he, it got, he pushed it with his elbow by mistake and it fell down and it smashed. She comes home and is all upset. What happened here? Where is it? What happened? And in those situations, you know, to say that I'm going to change it, oh, uh, some some weird story you're going to say, uh, I don't know where it is, I couldn't find it, or the wind blew, and uh, it was put here, and it was at the edge of the table. I didn't, instead of just going straight up and said, you know something, I wasn't thinking, and it was over there at the tip of the, you know, it wasn't even at the tip of the table, but whatever it is, I got up, I was distracted, and it fell, 
and the wife gets very upset. But in those situations, it's better to say that this is what happened and I broke it and I feel bad about it instead of trying to lie and get around it. Because if the trust is not there anymore, if every time uh, you, 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 your husband or your wife, you want to tell, you know, what happened and they tell you all this big, long-winded stories, even if their kavana is to uh, not rock the boats and not get anyone upset, ultimately the level of trust will go lower and lower and lower because they'll really say, you know, you're, you're not being honest, this is not realistic, you're obviously trying to hide things from me. And when the trust level gets broken, it's a, it's a very, very bad thing. So you have to have a shikal hadas of when and when not to be open husband to wife, wife to husband, in these type of situations when there's something, uh, a negative or a problem. Rav Miller always used to say, and others also say the same thing, whether in the Pasuk of, Al, you know, the Maimah Chazal of Altar Basicha and Isha, don't talk too much to your, even to your own wife, or even a wife shouldn't say everything to her husband. There's a big difference between um, the current, what's going on now in regular daily life. In that situation, you do speak, and we mentioned the Chazayinish and others. You have to be very careful when you learn that Maimer Chazal of Altar Vesicha Ema Isha, that it does not mean that you use very short code words. You On the Adarabah, there are times where you're supposed to be Mar Vesicha with your own wife to explain what happened during the day and where you went and what you were doing. If it's important for your wife to hear it, you need to speak it. And, and your wife needs to say it to the husband to develop that trust where they each get a feeling of what each one did during the day, during the course of the week, and they develop a trust for one another. That is a good thing. The Rebuy Dvarim over there is a good thing. It, de- it develops trust and builds a communication and a healthy friendship between the two of them. However, if let's say, uh, you know, you did something miserable as a teenager and it's over already, there's no reason you need to volunteer that information to your husband and wife. Or let's say as an example, um, you know, here's, here's an interesting example. Uh, let's say uh, the husband himself, he was driving or, or, or even, in, you, know, in a, in the, you know, he parked and he wasn't careful and he backed, as he was trying to pull out, he backed in and backed into a bumper of another guy, but very, very hard. No damage to the car, Baruch Hashem, that's what bumpers are for. But the guy started yelling at him and screaming at him. He felt bad because it wasn't even the Jewish guy, and he made a Chil Hashem by not realizing, you know, I should have been more careful. I didn't do damage, Baruch Hashem, but, but uh, it was a shtickle Chil Hashem, and I, have, I feel bad about it, and I should have been more careful. And he's berating himself, and he knows, okay, i got to be careful going forward. So an upsetting incident like that as an example. Does he have a chiv to tell his wife at night, this is what happened? Not necessarily. If he wants to, he can, if he feels it, you know, no harm in it. But in general, you don't have to say that. If it's something that's a one-time thing where there's bumps in the road of different things at work, your boss screamed at you for something. Now, if there's a situation at work that could cause a, a problem, to relate that to the wife saying, you know, this is an issue I'm having in wife, you know, if it's a, it's a problem that's ongoing that you need to tell your wife about or your wife to husband, 
then I hear it makes sense sometimes that you have to tell each other about the situations in your life, in your work life, and so on, in general at least, so that your wife or husband understands why you're under so much stress, or what the dilemma is, you know, as long as you stay away from Lashon Hara or Rechilas or anything like that, but just to the talk about what's going on makes a lot of sense. But certain things, certain things that are one-time things where you messed up on something that you're not going to repeat, or things that happened 10 years ago, uh, you did something really stupid, and you had charata, you did chuva on it already, there's no, what's the point of it? There's no point in bringing up and rehashing things, even though you're doing it out of an honesty, to just bring it up, because that could actually damage the relationship. There's no point in that. And over there, Taka, you say, Altar b'sicha me'isha. Over there, you Taka say, you don't have to say everything you need to say. And the victim used to talk about that a lot. However, in your current life, as you're communicating, how was your day? How were things? And just um, to be honest with one another and open one another, it's Kedai sometimes to say, it's Kedai come out all the time actually, to say the emiss of what's going on to your husband and wife, to have an honest, open communication, even though it may be unpleasant. And it's easier to cover it up, gloss it over, or say, oh, it's not the end of the world. I won't say anything not to upset my wife or my husband. But if it's an ongoing thing, it's important to bring it up and it's important to 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 talk about it and to be open and to trust. That's where trust is built. Trust is not always built because of the nice things that happen, but trust is built based on certain things where if you made a certain mistake and you know it's something that has to be taken care of and in something and has to be addressed, then you talk to your wife or your husband about it. You know, I made a mistake with this particular thing. And you talk about it and and especially, you know, did you do this? Instead of making up stories and stories upon stories and layers upon layers of 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 of, of dishonesty, that's not what Mutalashanis Bhaptiashalan means. Mutalashanis Bhaptiashalan could be used sometimes in Matsavim where where there's really, you think about it, what's the tayalas of saying this? There's actually no tayalas that will just get the other person upset, and there's no reason to say this. Then, what the Lashanas have shalom, you say something nicer, say something more pleasant, and so on and so forth. But in a regular mahalach of marriage, sometimes when the wife did something that she knows that the husband will be upset, he'll find out about it eventually, or it's an ongoing problem or the husband-to-wife, same story, he got into certain situations where there's an ongoing issue. Sooner or later, the wife's going to find out about it as well. And and, and, and there's no point, and it's a, it's a point between the two of them that needs to be addressed. So then they have to be open with one another. And uh, even if the other one will be disappointed or even upset, um, you know, whatever it is, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I did you... Did you uh, I, did you t- pick up the cleaners like I told you to? So instead of saying, or came an hour late to work, or from work, okay? To, to come, come up with another story, I came late because it was emergency like this, and the next day an emergency like that, and so on and so forth. Then the wife will realize, you know, you're just making spinning wheels, you're making stories, just to not get me, me upset of why you were here a, a, an hour late. Then the level of trust diminishes. Instead, you say, yes, I... I I messed up this time. I know I should have came home early and I should have been more careful. And and most of the time, trust needs to be built that way. 
and openness and honest communication. You say it in the right way. So that's a general rule. So in a nutshell, we spoke today about the importance of trust. Sometimes you have to realize that the problem with lack of trust is a problem not because your spouse is not trustworthy, but because you yourself have within you some issues of either being skeptical or cynical or certain paranoia, certain anxiousness, or certain control issue, or certain unrealistic expectation. And if you have those type of things going on within you, you need to work on that trust issue because it has nothing to do with your spouse. It's rather something that you need to develop on your own to develop, to learn how to trust more so that your relationship with your wife or with your husband becomes better. And we talked about different reasons why people don't trust. And then the main side of the Nakuda to remember on what we said here is that even though you don't have to say everything and you need to say things with tact, all of this is true, but but in rave of the connection between a husband and wife, they have to be honest with each other, even if it will cause sometimes pain or discomfort or annoyance to the other one, it is better to do that and say the MS than to constantly be Meshaker because that weakens trust and when you don't have trust, everything falls apart. So it's better sometimes when you know, even though you know that your spouse will be upset about something, but you have to be sometimes MS. I did this, I shouldn't have, or I wasn't careful, I wasn't thinking and you told me and so on. And if you're trustful and honest, then you learn not to get upset about each other and appreciate the honesty that each, that you have for one another when you slip up and you tell each other the truth and you try to fix things together and work on things together. The overall relationship has to be a relationship of honesty. It cannot be a relationship based on lack of truth and lack of trust. And we can't use the excuse of it's meant to be used in certain situations in tactful ways, but overall kesher between the husband and wife has to be built on trusting one another and working on ways to trust one another, which includes sometimes saying things that may be unpleasant or may get the other one upset, but you may decide they need to trust me I need to tell the truth about what is going on, and that overrides it, because ultimately, long-term, that strengthens the relationship. Hatzlacha and bracha.